Welcome to GB Talks, hosted by me, George Bamford, founder of Bamford Watch Department and Bamford London. In this podcast series, I'm going to explore what I call oddball watches. I'm chatting with some amazing people throughout the series about the world of watches. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if there is ever any watch you would like me or my guests to discuss, please do get in touch. Today, we have got the editor of QP Magazine, an absolute rock star in the watch world. This this man knows more about watches than anyone I've met. Um, This is James Gurney, and I am so lucky to have him in the room, in the hive at BWD. Um, James, firstly, what are we going to be talking about? And thank you for coming. Well, thank you, George. Um, Thank you for the build-up. I hope I can... I hope I can live up to that. Um, I don't know about rock star, but but I'll I'll go with it. I'll go with it. My children may disagree on that. But, uh, <laughs> I think all um, of our children will. Yeah, well, exactly. That's what they're for. Um, so uh, when I was asked to do this, I was thinking, oh my god, you know, I've got to choose something like really sort of cool that's going to sort of say how brilliant at watches I am. And I thought actually, let's talk about. Uh, something that actually means something to me and I've got a lot to talk about. And at the end of the day, I mean, everyone's always asking me, you know, you must have loads of watches. And I said, well, I've got a large virtual collection. <laughs> it's much cheaper that way. But, actually, you know, the watches I have got, a couple actually come with a lot of meaning. Um, and for me, uh, the top of that pile is a glass shooter original. Senator Carey, I think is its proper name. Wow. Um, so so the, the the titling people really came up with a great... Uh, yeah, <laughs> Senator Carey. I, I mean, that, you yeah. No, no, but <laughs> it, it's one of those things where you kind of think, uh, yeah, let, let's call it a Speedmaster or, you know, it's... Yeah. No, 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 we're going we're gonna to go for the longest name and, and no one can kind of... But so just tell us about the watch. What, what... So it's, it's a really simple watch. It's from Glass Shooter, obviously. Um, it's a it's an automatic, uh, no second hand date. It's a uh, sort of rectangular shape with a sort of stepped uh, steel case, um, and it it looks like it ought to. And I'll, I'll come on to exactly why why later. Um, but it, really, it's it's such a token of history. And this, I mean, one of the reasons I love watches is it brings so many things together. It brings history, people, technology, design, all these things come together in this sort of little token. That's, and, you know, in this, there's an awful lot to, to unpack. I think probably the, the way to start this is how, how I came across it, which is when I uh, found myself editing International Wristwatch, the predecessor to QP, and I literally found myself doing it. Um, I, it was I was going to be a lawyer. Now, oh. luckily for both well, th- the law thank goodness for us and for me, um, I was going to be a terrible lawyer. Um, but I found myself looking after this magazine, and I loved it. I mean, you know, literally. I mean, I, I knew about it. I mean, it was it was to do with my uh, my wife's family. Um, so I was totally aware of it and absolutely loved it already. But sitting down and 
going uh, and actually getting hands dirty putting a magazine together. I mean, it was love at first sight. I mean, you know, the initial plan was that we'd run this magazine for a couple of months, tidy everything up, find a buyer, and, you know, I would go and do my training contract. Um, and, you know, within within hours, I was going, training contract. Bollocks to <laughs> that. We, we, we... I, I, was, I was about to say, my ass, um, to be very 90s about it. Um, uh, and started doing that and was obviously had an awful lot to learn. That's the first thing I discovered. Um, and this was the days before press trips every week. But, you know, I did go to Switzerland. I went to Basel. And at Basel, I sort of slightly randomly came across Glashütte Original. I, I didn't, you know, I, I was aware watches were made in Germany. I'd never heard of Glashütte or anything. So it was the start of your voyage of discovery from, from the magazine that, you know, as you said, you would you were looking to sell it on. Yeah. So, but this was your first voyage of discovery. Well, no, but by the time I've gone to Basel, I've already decided I'm 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 in. Oh, for this. okay. Uh, it was it was very quick. Uh, I came across them through one of the wonderful things about Basel, sort of back in the day when I first came. I didn't know anyone really, so you pitched up. You you you'd obviously arrange some appointments, but otherwise, if you didn't know what to do. All you went to, what you did was just go to the pub outside the fairground and literally the whole UK trade would be there at six in the evening and just start talking to people. And it was great. I mean, people were so friendly and, you know, I got scooped up into all sorts of adventures um, doing that. Someone there put me on to a guy called Hans Pfeiffer Belly. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. um, no, I've got his name completely wrong. So, um, <laughs> hang on. I'm thinking. Just, no, just uh, this is no, not a visual I, thing. Yeah. It, um, James has literally got the cheat sheet, and it's it's kind of an essay of cheat sheets. So I'm really, really yeah. pleased about this. No, I just sort of printed it out because it's got sort of details like names and numbers. And, oh. Uh, oh, good. On, We're going to have a telephone it. number for this one. No, 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 no. So, no, no, so the guy's called. Um, Heinz Pfeiffer, so close. Um, uh, and he, you know, he said that, you know, come and see us tomorrow. We've got, we've got some nice watches. So, you know, I did. And he said, well, look, come and, come and see, see us in Germany. And it was, it's was great. Okay, fine. Um, now, you have to remember, this is 1997. Oh, so wow. So this is, you know, I, bare years after the reunification of Germany. Yeah. So when you sort of flew into Dresden then, it was into the old sort of Dresden airport. I mean, everything was visually still the DDR. Yeah. Um, you know, there are a few mercs on, on the road, but there are an awful lot of Trabants still. Yeah. Um, and so it was real. Quite, it was quite an adventure. Um, and I went there and I was absolutely dumbfounded because I mean, they had this... I mean, this sort of dusty, funny little tiny town in the middle of nowhere, back end of beyond. But um, in this enormous factory, I mean, the Glasshütte Rigonal manufacturer um, is on the same site and it's sort of the same size. But, you know, there were literally 40 people working there. Oh, my God. Because 
Um, so it's the rebirth of, of that. Yeah. So what happened is that uh, during the DDR, all the watchmaking had been nationalised and once they'd sort of rebuilt after the Soviets nicked all the machine tools after the war. Um, after 1991, everyone, everything was being sort of um, sold off by this organisation called the Treuhand. Um, and so there was... You know, there wasn't a lot of money around, but this guy had come in and he knew of the brand uh, from before because it's, you know, it essentially what became Glashhuter actually had a, had a really good rep, reputation, yeah. um, you know, beyond the Eastern Bloc. Um, and he saw, uh, saw the potential... Um, you know, got enough funding to keep, you know, keep, at least keep a skeleton watchmaking team together. And they set up as Class Uto Riganal. Um, this is, you know, absolutely the same time that Lang and Zerner, um, you know, was being set up. Mm-hmm. And I went to see the guy and had a look around, talked to them, and I was absolutely blown away. Um, and I just thought, Wow, you know, this is this is, I'm right. This is such a fascinating story um, to come back and tell. But I also, you know, I fell in love with this particular watch because I handed hand over. I've got to, um, I've got to have a look at because, firstly, that story for me that's just it, it's it, so now this watch is embodying yeah. that story. Mm-hmm. This is what I, I love about watch. Mm. watches are they they embody the story that you know and just i love what you've just said i'm yeah. like how freaking cool no, it's no, kind no. of like james bond-esque in that way of kind of going behind a you know and seeing something develop there, there was i mean it was you know you have to remember how weird the whole concept of the ddr was um you know it was like this world that you just you could see if you went to Berlin, you could fly over it, yeah. Um, you know, and you could go, but if you went through Checkpoint Charlie or something. Um, so I was always always quite fascinated by that history, anyway. So obviously, go to Glashütter, see that watch. Now, what I the two things that really made me sort of love the watch. One is the design, yeah. And to me, it was absolutely everything post-war sort of or mid-century German industrial design sort of should look like quite severe very functional it's got that sort of you know like Carl Zeiss um camera sort of you know it's got that very this is has been machined it's but even Uh, even the case has got these you know if I if I'm looking at it so you've got these kind of things that are protruding outside yeah. and th- there's a reason why they're there yeah. and it, it everything it doesn't look like a tank you know and yeah. it's very much it's a tank that's kind of germanified yeah i mean it's it, it's it's you know, we shall you know we do round watches now we will do a square watch you know and this is this is what they sort of came up with and it's so simple and right but it's it's beautiful, even the glass glass case back. You know, when I'm looking at the rotor, it, it there's mm. just something about it comes alive. The other thing I love, and yeah. I'm, I'm I know that you're going to be on this the story about this, but 
this you wear a lot. It's yeah. got wonderful, you know, I'm, yeah. this it is what I, clean. No, 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 but I, I love the first is strap, you know, I, yeah. you can tell that you're wearing it. There's some wonderful dents and, and bumps and things <laughs> like that. But that's what I love about a watch. It's not a show pony. It doesn't, you're not bringing it out of a safe and bringing it to me today. It's, this is kind of, there's something quite beautiful. And even this case, you know, it looks yeah. like an old, um, in some ways, one of those old, um, Wes Anderson wall clocks yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. out of one of his movies. Yeah, I can imagine it on the wall and having this wonderful, even the design of it, there's well, the, something wonderful. The, 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 yeah, I mean, if you think uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, you you know, someone could be wearing that this watch yeah. in that movie quite yes. happily. Yes. Um, and so I, so I love that element of it. It really sort of, uh, you, you know, it really just seems right. But also inside, it's got a really quite a special movement. So it's it's the caliber thirty nine ten. Um, now, this is basically a. It was first designed uh, at the end of the sixties, early seventies, um, as the Spetsimatic, and it was the watch that powered all those really cool glass shooter watches from the sort of oh yeah from you know that they've sort of reissued now. Yeah, but you know, with those sort of funky pattern dials and and all that sort of stuff, you know, there was a moment when the DDR actually looked like it might work. Yeah, quite a short window has to be said, but there was a moment, you know, and those watches sort of reflected that. Um, yeah, uh, it was the, the kind of if I could, it was the space race vibe. It was the whole thing yeah. of like, and the colours were quite you know yeah. there was something quite in, in lot lots of sort of slightly acidy greens, yeah. oranges and browns. It's it was, it's the seventies, um, <laughs> um, and it was a properly well designed, quite bomb proof movement. When um, uh, Mister Pfeiffer. Uh, you know, reorganized the what was the the state-owned company. You know, they took the movement and they absolutely operated it. So what was a uh I think eighteen hundred AH became a twenty eight hundred um uh, escapement, they 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 changed lots of the parts, operated it, and you know, you can see, I mean if you I'm going to show you a bit of paper, but you can see that's those are the oh, ancestor wow. movements of this. Well, and, uh, and so it, this is basically that movement operated for the modern age. Um, yeah, it, it kind of seems like there's a simple movement versus like today. This is this is just a beautiful. Yeah. There's a reason why it's got a glass case back. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Is that this? doesn't yeah. need a glass case back that do, the Absolutely. predecessor or the grandfather of this yeah. movement didn't need a case back. This does. Um, and so they've, you know, they, um, you know, put a nice rotor on. There's a really beautiful swan neck regulator on the, on the escapement. Um, it's really nicely finished. All those sort of good things. But at heart it's that, you know, uh, that sort of automatic for the people, yeah. Uh, watch, um, which I which I really quite like about it, and so essentially the you know the the backstory, the design, the movement, and 
look what Glashut has become today. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, Langer, Glashut, Original, Normos, and all, and half a dozen other sort of watch German enterprises. It, it's become Germany's powerhouse of of watches. Yeah. You know, when you you said oh, going to Germany to look at watches, you know, I'm sure yeah. people were like. What are you talking about? They're, they're, they come from Switzerland. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, and that's what I thought as well. I mean, I, I was aware of of, of Brown um, and a few other yeah. things. So you've got such a good story there. And to go there now is, uh, it's sort of amazing. I mean, it's still in the middle of nowhere, but Dresden Airport's shiny. Dresden yeah. is a phoenix from the ashes. And, you know, Glashüter as a little town is is sort of, it's really a special little place. Um, and, you know, there are very few really good stories to come out of history, but that's, un, you know, that's that's definitely one. But also I love your story of where, where that went, where there was a magazine that you basically was kind of wanting to sell on and then you jump into it and yeah. and now, look, you know, that's something and I could probably say there's a little yeah. elephant in the room, QP magazine, yeah. you know, you are back at being the editor. I don't think you ever left being the editor of QP. You know, I think it was just, it's, it was almost like um, someone put a pause on QP for a very period of time, a small period of time. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, it's some time, it's only about six years or or even a little more, you know, since I was last editor. What? Um, well, because I, I, it's, it's a long story. But um, coming back to Watchers and Wonders with the sort of first of the sort of new era of, of QP, it was actually, I mean, for me, it was a moment of great and intense joy. Yeah. Because I said, this is what I do. This is absolutely what I do. Um, and here it is. So I couldn't be happy. But, okay, tell me, because um, I like, I love the story of QP. I love, mm-hmm. but tell me from, you know, what, why, firstly, why QP? What, what was the reason? What, why? And, you know, for me, it, it's, if I can describe it's, if you know about watches, you will have a copy of QP in your house sure. somewhere. You have to. Um, you know, James, I'm very, very lucky he, he brought a copy here today. So I'm probably being a bit of a cheapskate, but I'm so happy to have had it in my hand. Yeah. But tell me, what what was the whole... when? Let, let's go back to when this watch came sure. about. So what was the idea of QP? Why QP? Well, so before QP, there was this magazine, yeah. International Wristwatch. Now... Uh, which was fine and great. It was, however, licensed title. And, you know, after I'd sort of run it for a couple of years, I was, you know, I was having ideas about what we could do with it. And I went to speak to the title holders and they just weren't interested in what I had to say. So I knew someone who weirdly had a medical publishing company Um, And I said, look, you've got everything I want. Um, Let's, you know, why don't we sort of work together? And, you know, I want to do my my idea of a a magazine. Um, And that was 2003. And that was great fun. And we developed and then we added on Salon QP. And then we went, you know, we got bought by the Telegraph, which is great. 
I had lots of ideas after that, but, you know, things being what they are. So anyway, but to cut to the chest now, um, uh, when I when the opportunity came up, I mean, it took me literally milliseconds to say yes. You're like, hell yes. Yeah, yeah, it was like, like now. Um, but I absolutely, within that first second, go, well, we can't just do the QP that was. The world's moved on. I've moved on. We, we, I've got more experience of other things. And I thought, okay, well, look, you know, if you're going to have a paper magazine now, it has to be really special. Yeah. There's no uh, th- there's no accidental paper magazines in the way there was even like four years ago. Um, it's, it's too difficult. It's too expensive. People only want it if it's worthwhile. That meant that, I thought, well, the first thing we have to do is is lose a lot of the unnecessary content that we that, that sort of padded out QP, if I'm brutally honest, and go, look, what is it what is it people will want out of us and what can we offer that they'll be interested in? And so we've we've taken the, the decision to sort of broaden our wings a little bit. Um, and if you immediately think, oh, they're going to be doing wines cars style art etc yes we are um but i think what will hold it together or what i believe will hold it together is the idea that almost everything should come from a collector's viewpoint um so that you know in 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 this issue we we talk about how prices of like the nautilus have have evolved over the last 18 months um but we also talk about um, tiaras and where they come from, what the market is, who are doing them now. So the idea is to be a little bit more useful and to, you know, to acknowledge that people want to buy stuff, but want to know about it, want to know its value. Um, you know, we we're going to have a look at this whole idea of all these unobtainable watches, you know, um, is there a silver lining to that? Is it uniformly a bad thing? We're going to dig into that. So we want to talk about the experience of collecting. Um, I'm going to get James Dowling to to open up on some of his sort of uh, more interesting sort of, uh, or interesting non-watch collecting habits, which he has a few. Uh, we had Ken Kessler talking about rare vinyl um, in this issue, you know, and I really want to sort of follow that route. So you're getting interesting people that are not only, you know, they're yeah. watch centric to a degree, yeah. but, but you're having someone, you know, that may may not only talk yeah. about watches or cars or something else. Yeah. It's, it's you know, there is, and why do them? Uh, you know, Ken Kessler, and I remember talking to him yeah. about, music machines and yeah. you know and he he was talking about the perfect sound to come out of a yeah. speaker and i and for me it's not something I, i'm like but yeah. he was telling me and i was just like this is the coolest thing i've ever heard yeah you, you know exactly listen to someone like him even even if even if you couldn't hear anything you'd still want that sound system oh, because he's yes. so passionate about it but um as you know it's really sort of essentially look it's a it's a watch magazine with benefits um, to, uh, okay, to crack, you know, a, I, I, crack I, I, a little joke, but no, uh, no, but you're adding more into it yeah. than. Um, and the other, the other thing is, it's you know because we 
don't have to, ha you know, it's not 100% watches. That means we don't have to fill pages, um, which means the watches we do have are really much more interesting. And we've got a brief to go, yes, yeah, I know you've come out with the new green dial so-and-so, but we're not interested in that. Yeah. We want to talk about... Um, I, I, I know what you're, you're talking about. So, and also the other thing is my brief look through whilst we're walking up the stairs mm. to the podcast room is um, you haven't gone for the traditional advertisers. You've, you've got, you've got some really cool. Oh, we will do. Yeah, I, I, okay. Well, I, I think you've, you've, you've gone a little bit more kind of doing something different. Yeah. The other thing is it doesn't feel like a normal advert by them. I also yeah. love the, the front cover. I think that is a beautiful yeah. front cover because what you've done is you've just gone, bang, this is what yeah. we're doing. And I, and you've simplified it. It, it It's almost like um, I, I, it, it feels very fresh. It feels something new. Even the page layouts, you've, you've changed something on the page layouts. There's lots, lots has changed there. I think one of the other things that's sort of different is that, you know, we're in a an age of Instagram, etc. So it's no point us trying to major on the new thing now. Yeah. Because everyone's already seen it. I mean, you know, it's just it's it's just impossible. But, you know, if we give ourselves a little bit more time and space, we can add. So you will have seen a new watch. We can tell you why it's interesting. Yeah. If you see what I mean in the way that uh, you know, in more immediate channels. And you can can't. you can you can deep dive into the history yeah. of it, and someone can sit yeah. and you know read it. It, it. it was a most bizarre thing, and and this is bizarre for me because I'm normally mm. an Instagram kind of yeah. uh, sit in bed. And, and but last mm. night I had a I, I I can't remember which magazine it was, but I I was I read a magazine from cover mm. to cover. And it was the first time, and I was just like, I'm so pleased to have put the screen yeah. down. And just just absorb something new, and I, I can't wait to do this tonight. On on your uh, well, the thing is, I mean, the, the one thing that sort of gives me real confidence is that you remember what you read physically in a physical format at a much deeper level. I mean, there's there's research that shows a tendency. It's not a total thing, but. Um, when you when you look up things online, qu quite often what you do is not remember what you've looked up, but you remember the route to how you got to that information. It's what memory, you know, it's what all those memory um, uh, experts do. They they don't really remember the fact. They remember Sherlock Holmes and his mind map. He's remembering how to get there because that's more efficient, and you you do that naturally. So it's like with the watch, yeah, you, that embodies the memory of you yeah. fly, flying to Dresden. It's it's the whole yeah and that's why we we have these objects that become yeah. those parts of the memory. When you got it, what you did with it, what's Yeah, it's 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 really intriguing how that works. So I I couldn't be more excited. This I do you know, honestly I'm so pleased QP's back. It's it's uh it it's exciting to have a magazine back. I um but I, I feel like it hasn't gone, and that's the mm -hmm. weirdest thing is that it's it's always been because QPs have kind of yeah. become this I don't know it's a, a mythical animal in some <laughs> ways that's now kind of back. It's I you know I never really thought it was gone. I never thought that you'd left as the editor. I know that, and then we'd been speaking about other projects, but it was just like 
I, I mean, it's it's funny. I mean, I had absolutely persuaded myself, really, really, and I'm, I'm, I've, I've really moved on. Yeah. Definitely moved on. <laughs> I never, th- I literally never think about it more than about ten times a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I had to. I'd sort of made the decision to sort of to leave the QP team and go and do other things. You know, it was the right thing to do at the time. I still think it's the right thing to do at the time, but of course I missed it. Now, do you think, and this is, I haven't read it from cover to cover, but I will start uh, tonight, I promise I will be reading it cover to cover. Um, And this is my own flag for for watches. Do you think there's going to be an audible section for you in in the magazine? The only reason why I'm asking is because I feel like, you know, as you said, the mainstream, we get Mm. a lot of information on. Yeah, but something like your watch today is is I call it an oddball watch because it's not what I would expect yeah. from them. Yeah, it's it's also something that's got an amazing history from the movement to the. Do you? Th- I, and I'm not. I'm not. I, but I am waving a flag for yeah. oddball or or something on collectibles. You you won't see specifically that in this issue. Yeah, um, it's something I'm I'm. Tossing around, trying to sort of find the right. Yeah, I know. I hear. I hear. But no, but it is. It genuinely is actually on my sort of my sort of list of things to think about in terms of sort of content. You know, the, the I, hopper with with the stuff that you're wanting. Yeah, I mean, I I I think for me, when I'm sort of working on content, I really want balance. You know, I want pace. I I want different voices. You know, we will we'll have a lot of people you recognise. Um, but absolutely, I, you know, there will be sort of younger and more diverse voices. Of course. I mean, I, yeah, generally there will be. Yeah. I think, I think it's, you know, if, you, if it's all of us saying the same thing we said last week, then it is all going to get a little bit boring. What I love about a magazine and, and you're right about your absorbing, but it's the things like the discover, mm. the discoverables, you know, the, mm. um, I just I did a uh, an interview about this podcast of all things, um, and when we were doing the interview, I, I, then I said, "What's the point of this interview? What's the point of your podcast?" And I said, "Because I get to yeah. talk about watches, mm-hmm. I get to discover watches, and hopefully, you as a listener get to listen about the, these watches, the great stories about watches, but you know, from a wonderful broad spectrum mm. of people. And that's what I think QP is going to be doing is, is telling these new stories in a different yeah, way. Absolutely. Um, you know, some of it, some of it will be route one because yeah. I think you sort of have to, you know, at the end of the day, when um, Rolex do a left-handed sub, You've got to find a way to talk about it. It's like weird not to. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we also want some slightly weirder and more wonderful. But it's also talking about other left-handed watches that are in the market. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's that story that kind of mm. can. So I, I, but you are, and look, I'm, I'm definitely not an editor on yeah, anything yeah. on that, but you are the master of this. And I think that's where I'm so pleased you're back. I, I <laughs> mean, you. you know. I'm almost putting, well, I am. He's back. He's, it's amazing. And that's the, the great thing about QP is, you know, this has come back. Um, as you described Dresden as the, I think it was the Phoenix from the ashes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, we're, 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 we're the Dresden of publishing. Uh, uh, I don't think it was quite ashes, but you know, Hey, yeah. we're there. Well, look, I'm so, so pleased. 
James, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's a pleasure being here. This has been an absolute treat. I'd love you to come back on. This is I, because I love your take on on watches, and I just love everything that you talk well, about. Well, well, I'll, I'll have a think about what to talk about next time. But Perfect. thank you, George. QP is back. This has been a great podcast. Uh, Darren Michael, our producer, as ever, thank you so much. Stay here for more GB Talks. <laughs>